to Be The Evidence. Susan and I wanted to let you know that Be The Evidence.live is up and running. It's our community platform where we really put practice everything that we speak about within the weekly podcast. So within the platform of Be The Evidence.live, you will get real-time text notifications as the energies shift, as planets move, as there is awareness happening around um, how to deepen our practice into presence. You also get guided meditations and intuited images to work on within a meditation and journaling practice. There's lifestyle and presence practices suggestions as well as recipes to help support your becoming. We also will have live calls there where you can interact with us, get monthly forecasts on what's to come, have live Q&A sessions, and so much more. We would love for you to join us and be part of the community of becoming and being the evidence of what we all truly know is possible. I hope to see you there. It's intense. It's a lot. We have a, so much going on right now. I know. We just rattled it off. So we are, so everybody knows, we are recording during election day, November 6th in the United States, but we are recording and maybe 30 minutes before, th or roughly 30 minutes before Uranus retrogrades. And then we have three other big things. Uranus is already retrograde. Okay. Um, in about an hour, we're going to start making shifts. First, the nodes are going to switch. So, so Uranus, currently retrograde in Taurus, is squaring into North Node in Leo, South Node in Aquarius. Today, within an hour, they're going to switch. All three are going to switch. The North Node is going to go to 29 Cancer. The south node is going to go to 29 Capricorn. Uranus is going to retrograde to 29. Where am I? Aries. Aries. Mm -hmm. Aries. <laughs> We're going to go cardinal, right? Yep. That means that Uranus at 29 will be opposing Venus retrograde in Libra. So that makes a grand cross in the cardinal signs. The cardinal signs say, this is what we're doing now. But they're going to say it in a forceful way. Because it's 29. 29 is the testing degree. Right. So super sensitive in cancer. You should not be falling into the old paradigm, no matter what. Go, go the opposite direction. Go into vulnerability, care, sensitivity, openness. Do not fall into the old way. You'll be tempted to. Probably because you'll feel scared. Because the north node in cancer is going to be trining into Jupiter, 29, Scorpio. It's a lot. It's a whole lot. And mm -hmm. by the time we air this, we will have a new moon in Scorpio. Yes. New moon means the moon is crossing the sun. So they're together in Scorpio. I, I, we want to hold out until the 8th. First of all, we always hold out, okay? But just know that it's going to keep cranking up the next couple of days. It's going to get more and more and more tense. Um, Jupiter clicking into Sagittarius will bring hope and possibility, but it might be hard to see it. it. Might be hard to see it because we're still in Scorpio season. We're still super sensitive with the nodes and Uranus opposing Venus retrograde. And we will, Jupiter will click into Sagittarius when this has already gone live. I think it was like 7.30 something um, Eastern Standard Time. And so our podcast goes live at 6 a.m. 
Eastern Standard Time. So by the right. time most people are downloading it, Jupiter will have found its placement within Sagittarius. But everything else is still in place. Right. We'll, we'll still be in the energy of the new moon, although it will have passed. Right. Um, I, you know, I, I want to make a side note here that if you're part of BeTheEvidence.live, you will have gotten text messages from me and supportive um, posts from Aubrey about wellness and maintenance within the site. You will get text, text messages from me in real time as these are happening. You will not have gotten this two days late. Right. That's the point of the website. So right. FYI, we realize that the people who are listening to the podcast are getting it when these things have already passed. If you're part of the website, you will have known about it the whole way through. Right. Be the evidence.live. Anyway, what do you think? Side notes. I've been doing lots of side notes. <laughs> like, hold on. Here's the tangent. Hold <laughs> on. Because <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot going on. It is a lot going on. Um, yeah, I'm... I'm sort of in this like one, I couldn't sleep last night and I kept being like, what's going on? And it's like this really weird mixture where I feel like really vulnerable and raw, like overly exposed and also equally like hard, like protected, like about to fight, like that sort of like energy of like mm, the adrenaline rush, right? Like that I, my focus is very narrowed in, however, I'm equally exposed. And that's not a normal sensation for me to carry both of those at the same time. Yeah, it, it does. It's like bracing yourself when you can feel something coming and you go, huh, yes, again, and you're like, all right, here it comes. Mm -hmm. Bracing yourself. Yeah. Like whenever, when you're about to be in a car wreck, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, we're about to make impact and you hold, you're not supposed to, you grab onto the wheel tighter. You're right. supposed to loosen up so you don't break your bones, but you do it anyway, out of instinct. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really interesting. Like, so this morning I uh, taught at the university that I taught at, and we were covering um, nutrition and exercise and athletics and that sort of thing. And we were talking about or I was teaching about dehydration and how, you know, our body will give us markers, right? So we'll get headaches. We'll start to feel fatigue. We'll like not be able to concentrate. We'll be confused. Right. And then there's obviously the other markers of like, Oh, you'll get thirsty or your mouth will feel really dry or your hands will feel really tight. Right. Um, and we were having this discussion about how like thirst is actually a really poor indicator, especially within athletics that you're actually thirsty. Because you, when you are focused, right, when your adrenaline's up and you're going to achieve something, you don't have that sensation of thirst because you're focused on what's to come. And it was just like that really interesting piece for me of like how quickly we can um, hone in and focus on the preparation and, the, and what we are expecting the impact to be while equally discounting and stepping away from like the bigger awarenesses that we're having in the world at the same moment like it's an interesting like paradox to me that we can straddle both sides where we're so honed in on like i've got to prepare things like we just covered four big movements happening within the matter of like an hour period right mm -hmm. i've got to prepare for these things to take place and meanwhile like there's also this bigger request to like um 
to clear things away, to not participate in the attack, the reactions. It is a, an interesting paradigm to me. Yeah, that's, um, that's consistently my angle on reading the astrology. If, if I feel like there's going to be a big impact in the collective, I'll be honest and say, you need to get out of the way, get off the mm -hmm. street. Um, but there's only so much you can do about a, co a collective swell Right. So being aware of it so that you're, you're, you have your own sense of get out of the way. Right. But then, right. but then focus on you. What, what it, how does this apply to you? And I think that's an interesting analogy about thirst. When you're thirsty, it's too late. You're already dehydrated. Right. If you're drinking water constantly, you're not thirsty. Right. So this thing about uh, the North node and cancer at 29 to Jupiter, 29 Scorpio to Chiron retrograde in Pisces, a lot of people are having old things, old shadows, truths that are very uncomfortable, um, sometimes painful things coming up to the surface that you have to face. Uranus coming up, opposing, um, opposing Venus retrograde in Libra is saying you cannot play it small anymore. You've got to play it in full strength. Anybody who's asking you to play it small is not good for you. Facing all these things at once, if, if you were willing to face the truth at all times, and this comes to a head, at this moment, you'd be like, I knew this was coming. Yep, right. time to make a call. Right. But if you've been in denial, if you've been like, no, 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 I'm going to make this work no matter what. Great. Then you're, and then it hits you. You're like, oh man, I tried everything. This is where you hurt yourself. You hurt yourself by not being in maintenance all the time, not just when the astrology forces you to. And placements in Scorpio notoriously force you to do something about the truth. It's so interesting to me too. I think because being in this, this field, right. And knowing what I know of what's going on, I've been <laughs> very egotistically being like, I'll look at my shadows, but I'm only going to look at these. These are the ones that I'm willing to deal with. <laughs> the rest of them. I'll just keep on. I know that they're there. And then like last night I had all of these dreams and I was like, no, you're going to deal with them. And if you don't want to deal with them when waking life, guess what? <laughs> coming to get you. Coming to get you. Man, I warned people when Jupiter first went into Scorpio about a year ago, I was saying, be willing to look at all of the truth because the truth has a gift for you. And I said at the time, exactly that. I said, you know, there's shadows you're willing to look at, but Jupiter's going to come in and go, that under the bed, I yep. see it. And you're like, oh shit, you found it. Damn it. <laughs> I hit it really well, I swear. <laughs> yeah. And now we're at the testing degree of that. Right. Now we have to go, all right, all right. Fine. There's, there's a reason why. Right. There's a reason why. But you want to get all of the blocks out of the way that's stopping you from opening up to hope and possibility. If yeah. you have anything that's keeping you caught in old patterns, if you have like hurt actively happening in real time get out of it right you don't deserve that if you're being forced to play it small so that people quote love you you are in the wrong place yep uranus and aries is going to push you out of that place but i remember when uranus was in aries before it went into um taurus yeah taurus I have a chart in front of me. I'm having to keep track of it in my head. <laughs> when it first went into Taurus, it, like whenever Uranus was coming through here, it was conjuncting Eris. Um, I remember this. And it was, it was really an energy that says, I'm not going to let you hide anymore. I'm not going to allow it. And, and a lot of people were like, you can't make me. And so Uranus goes, ah! and like scares you out of your hiding place. And you're like, 
okay, all right, all right, calm down. You don't mm-hmm. have to, you don't have to scare me now. <laughs> and, and so you're, you're, you're honest. It's like, well, then don't make me. It's always like that mentality to me of like getting ahead of um, the curveball, right? Or like, I've always been one of those people that's been like, if you're going to lie to me, like, and especially in relationships, if you're going to cheat on me, just call me in the middle of the night and be like, I can't be in this. Like, give me the full rundown, right? Like I am much better prepared with all of the information ahead of time than to be hit by the curveball and respond afterwards and having to pivot, right? It's like that type of energy where it's like, go slow and steady and consistently do the work right? Consistently show up for it and be extremely tedious in it because then it doesn't knock you off the, your feet so much. I mean, you're still going to get rattled, but not nearly to the point that you're toppled over. Right. You knew it was coming, right? right. It's, it's worse if you try and deny it or push against it or go, I can be Pluto. No, you can't. No, right. you cannot. Mm-mm, don't even try. Right. And it's not, it's not, I want to be clear. This is not that the astrology or the planets or consciousness or whatever is coming to get you. It's not coming to get you to take you down. It's that these planets are in your favor and they are not giving up on you. They're not. They're here to expand and help you to evolve and grow. And if you go, I don't feel like it, they go, oh God, she's going to make it hard. Great. Mm -hmm. All right. It doesn't have to be that hard. No. You can go, all right, clearly this is what we're doing now. And they go, thank you. Thank you. Let's get to work. Yeah. You move along faster than my um, son last night. He's got a little bit of a cough. And so, you know, he's five and he's in that role of like, maybe I can hide things and my mom won't find them and it'll be okay. And then I'll play it off as like, oopsie, but really it's not an oopsie. Right. (laughs) So last night I heard him, I told him that it was time for his cough syrup and he was like, okay. And I heard him go, we don't have any more. And I said, how is this possible? Because (laughs) (laughs) there was a half of a bottle before I left for work this morning. How is this possible? And he looked at me and he looked at the bottle and he goes, I think I made a poor choice today. And I was like, oh, what did you do? And he was like, I may have poured some it, but down the drain before you came home. He goes, I think I can make a different choice in the future. And I was like, aha. And then it was like this ability to move forward. He was like, okay, now I will do something different in the future. Whereas like, obviously we have these reactions as adults and as children um, that we want to stick our feet in and resist it and be like, I didn't do anything. I don't know. Like it just magically evaporated. It wasn't me rather than (laughs) leading in and be like, well, I made a choice. And there was a consequence to it. And there's energies that are unfolding in front of it. And I am being asked to lean into a greater consciousness that I may or may not be like that excited about unfolding within myself, but I can make it easier. Yeah. And I, you know what? It's so easy, especially when there's so much water to fall into, but I am paying attention. Mm-hmm. Are you? Mm-hmm. Are you? Or are you wrapping bubble wrap and duct tape around something that you think needs to stay when it's clearly got to go? Right. Yeah. I mean, we got to be real. You got to be really honest with yourself in Scorpio, and that is not fun. It's not. It's not fun to say I have on purpose been holding on to this because I have insisted that this happen, and the energy is like you don't understand. 
we're taking this from you because it's not good for you. And then let it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I, I've been telling you that Mercury, what I think goes into retrograde on the 16th. And I am one of those people that is extremely sensitive to Mercury and retrograde. And I've been breaking stuff and dumping stuff and having calendar mishaps. And yesterday I had one of them and it was with a very dear friend of mine. And she and I got in the conversation about leaning in versus about stepping back and leaning in when things are being taken from you, when your old storylines are coming up so that, that they can be dissolved and leaning into them and being like, thank you. I'm sorry for the role that I played here. Thank you for dismantling in front of me rather than pulling back and like holding onto the resistance of like, no, it's the other person. It's not me. No, I don't want to let go of this. Like, that this is truly us being given an opportunity to lean in to truths that are very uncomfortable and embody them and embrace them so that we can, like, it's that sloughing away. Like, when you, um, when you do the pumice stone on your feet, it's exfoliate. Slough, yeah, you're exfoliating the dead skin. You're exfoliating the stuff that does not serve your highest being anymore. I exfoliated my feet this morning. <laughs> good. It feels so good. Yeah, it does. Uh, but I hadn't, I mean, I've been, you know, I haven't been paying attention. I haven't exfoliated in a while. And I was really thinking about it today. I'm like, woman, if you do this like every day, you wouldn't be here for half an hour. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. I just made my feet sound really gnarly. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, it's, I mean, I feel like it's across the board um, in any practice that we do, right? Whether it's you're running and you run one time and then you take six weeks off, or if you keep running every day, if you journal every day versus taking years off, right? Like if you lean into your vulnerability one time versus doing it all the time, there, it becomes easier because what we're really talking about is reprogramming the level of consciousness and reprogramming the vibration that we exist at so that we are not impacted by the suppression, why we're not impacted by the paradigm breaking down in front of us so that we can rise up at a higher level of existence. Yeah. And that's a really tough spot that we're in. I mean, like, I don't, one of the, one of the things that I missed in the six years I've been talking to people about leading up to this time, one of the things I missed, and I've mentioned this before, is that the breakdown of the old paradigm, the breakdown of patriarchy, the breakdown of suppression is not just somewhere out there, it's in our bones. And I did not pick up on um, how difficult liberation is. Mm -hmm. It sounds like something lovely and it is, but it takes a lot of um, dismantling, reprogramming, um, letting, letting go of the rigidity of how you think life operates because it doesn't have to operate that way, but you're going to have to shift into vulnerability to go a new way that you've never seen before. And you don't have any example of it takes a lot of bravery. Mm-hmm. It's, um, starts out as shame, I think, but eventually leads to self-forgiveness on how you participated in your own suppression. It's hard. It's hard. And this is why web building is so important, right? We we all need to build stronger and stronger webs together so that we can come out of the basement 
together and support each other because mm-hmm. this is not easy. Nobody can do this alone. No. No, um, when you were speaking, I kept getting the um, image of the controlled burns um, for a regrowth in the forest that have become overpopulated, right? And how they will come in and have to monitor and they'll start burning the whole forest floor for repopulation, for a healthy repopulation of the forest. But when that's happening, all of the animals that live there evacuate. They have to be firefighters there that are there all the time to monitor that the flames don't get out of control, right? That they do not have too high of flames that take down more of the forest that should not be taken down. It requires a lot of tedious presence and also this belief that in the destruction, in the burning, in the release of what is already established, that there is a purpose for it, that there is a regrowth that will happen that is more potent, more vibrant than what has currently been standing there. The entire purpose is to create raw, fertile ground where new life can be grown. Right. The entire purpose of it. We have to remember that. Yep. And, and then go ahead and go, all right, let's take it down. Everything that has gone too far and is strangling us, let's take it down because right. the new is coming and that's where we want to be. Thank you for listening in to the Be the Evidence podcast with Susan and I. We are really grateful that you are here, that you're showing up, that you're willing to be seen and that you're exploring these conversations. Thank you. If you're curious at all about the offerings and the readings that Susan and I do, I would really urge you to go to our websites. There you will find a lot more information about who we are and the services that we have. Susan can be found at susangrace.org and I can be found at aubreycara.co. For all of our listeners of the podcast, we have set up a Patreon page specific to you guys. There you will find... Um, services that are not available to anyone else and you can find us on patreon.com backslash be the evidence podcast when you're there there are two different options for you to have access to a guided meditation and or a reading with Susan and I both If you ever have any questions or comments or feelings that you would love to share or stories about how the podcast is resonating with you, we would love to hear them. Please feel free to reach out to us at betheevidencepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, please know we are deeply grateful for all the ways that you are showing up. We see you, we hear you, we feel you. Thank you.